All right, welcome to episode nine of the Nerds Landing Podcast. As always, my name is Josh. And I'm Scott. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? All right, Scotty. So it is basketball season. Uh, we're less than 30 days from the start of the uh, you know 2000, I guess 2018 NBA season. Uh, so we're going to have some NBA content as we get close to the season. But today we're going to do something special. Uh, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart and Scotty's as well. Uh, that is the history of basketball video games. And of course, we can't leave out our thoughts of uh, NBA 2K18. Uh, before we get into all that, we'll just kind of check in with everybody. Uh, so what have you been playing lately, Scott? I've uh, been playing Destiny 2. Finally got max level um, oh, wow. on Destiny okay. 2. And still haven't beat the story mode yet, but I'm getting there. Um, okay. Been playing a little bit of Madden 18 and, of course, uh, 2K18. Okay, so pretty much we're uh, playing all the same stuff. And uh, I think I told you last week, but... Uh, with how deep those three games are, I don't think I need anything else for quite a while. I might, you know, pick up WWE uh, 2K when it comes out, but you know, all the other stuff's gonna have to wait. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple games on pre-order, and uh, I feel like I, I'm in a good spot now to where when those games come out, I can take a break from what I'm currently playing. Yeah, you know, the good thing about uh, Madden and 2k is a it's football season now so if i can't play madden at least i can watch football yeah you know and pretty soon like you had said in the beginning it's almost basketball season so. yeah which is crazy because you know i feel like we haven't stopped talking about the nba you know for over a year now um so let's kind of jump into that main topic uh, which is uh, the history of basketball video games and uh, I'm sorry, if you don't like basketball or if you don't like video games, this may not be the episode for you, but stick with us. You know, we'll probably have some funny information down there. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think you and I are in the same boat in that uh, sports and sports video games really go hand in hand. We can't really imagine one without the other. Would you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The, the great thing about sports video games is, um, you know, watching sports on TV, you're, you're engaged, but you're not actively engaged the sports video games give you a chance to be actively engaged Mm -hmm. and to me sports video games are the first version of fantasy sports oh absolutely absolutely and uh you know you know i think back to the the early days of uh playing nba jam on my uh super nintendo and just you know even in that arcading environment where you're dunking from you know almost the three-point line and uh, the, the net's on fire. It's like, it, that's just a cool way to engage with your favorite players. Um, so anyway, just got to get into the history of it all. What is the first uh, basketball game you remember playing? Uh, first basketball game I remember playing was uh, NBA Live 2003. It was pretty special, pretty near and dear, um, be, just because it was my first experience ever. Okay. And, you know, back then I wasn't uh, that big of an NBA fan. It was just, hey, this is what's here. Something to play. Um, so, of course, I played. Uh, Jason Kidd was on the cover. So, of course, I played as the Nets just because I was like, hey, he's a cover athlete. Why not, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even without being an NBA fan, you still know the greats. So, of course, I knew Michael. Of course, I knew Kobe. All that stuff. Um, so, if I ever got tired of being the Nets, I would switch and I'd be the Lakers and I would trash everybody. In uh, 2K3, uh, I'm sorry, 2003, uh, NBA Live 2003, uh, was Michael Jordan still playing for the Wizards at that point? Yeah, I think so. So, he was probably in the game yeah. as a Washington Wizard. Those were interesting games You know, when he showed up on those. Yeah, I, I really liked uh, – it, it took – a long time to get me to switch over to 2k yeah uh because i really liked the nba live i really liked um you know the dunk contest the three point like all that stuff was just real cool feature that 2k didn't utilize um and 2k's early on free throw mechanism was god awful um well to me i don't remember it as being god awful i remember it taking like a very specific type of skill and you know not to like you know you'll pump it up or, uh, or make it seem better than what it was 
it was just so different from anything else in the game that you really had to concentrate to make those free throws. You know, God forbid you had Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so, Even if you had it perfect, you probably weren't going to get it to go in. So, ladies and gentlemen, you, you heard it straight from Josh. You need a certain set of skills. You do need a certain set of skills. You have to be Liam Neeson yeah. in order to play early in, days NBA, 2K. Yeah, NBA 2K. He's the the world champion. If you miss your free throws, I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> Greg Popovich to put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest coach in the NBA for sure. Uh, so I made a list of some of the uh, pro basketball video games. I should have made it clear. We're talking mostly pro basketball games. So... Uh, there's a series uh, called NBA Shootout that ran from uh, 1996 to 2003. Ever heard of it? No. Okay. See, that's what's interesting is that, you know, I remember playing all these games, you know, because I remember going to Blockbuster, getting these type of games. And, of course, NBA Jam, everybody played that. That was a little bit different because it was in the arcades. Yeah. And so then, And then NBA Street came along and kind yeah. of, you know, PlayStation 2 took over. Yeah. So even though you say the first one you played was NBA Live 2003, you probably played NBA Jam. At oh some point. yeah, I mean first console game. Okay, NBA Live yeah. So you remember playing you know Jam in the arcades and um, so yeah NBA Shootout. You know, I remember that was a I would describe it as like a hybrid between what 2K and NBA Live became, and from what I remember, it's you know pretty solid gameplay. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to check that out. And the reason I'm going to point out these titles you know, without any context is that you can still go on YouTube and take a look at these games and see how far it's come with sports video games and basketball games in particular. Um, so one that's near and dear to my heart is NBA Courtside with Kobe Bryant 1 and 2. Do you remember that series? Um, so <laughs> I, I remember the first one. Oh, um, it it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Yeah, I didn't know they made a, a part two. Yeah, I will never get the vision back that I lost. <laughs> uh, and you know, years and years ago, uh, my you know, years after it was popular, my year, uh, my cousin got me a uh, Nintendo sixty four, and one of the games that he included was NBA Courtside. With Kobe Bryant. It's like, you know I'm not going to play this. <laughs> uh, and there was even a underrated one uh, on the GameCube, uh, NBA Courtside 2002, uh, for all you GameCube fans out there. Um, Josh, you're going up to the GameCube. You're, you're skipping one. You're okay. S- you're skipping one. Came out on Sega Genesis. What would that be? Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu? You're- yeah, yeah, Shaq Fu. Okay. I mean, was there any Shaquille O'Neal in it? Well, if you're gonna uh, raise me Shaq Fu, I'm gonna say uh, Chaos and Windy City with Michael Jordan. Did you ever play that? No. Oh yeah. Is that an arcade? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no basketball uh, playing, but you use a basketball as a weapon uh, to fight zombies or monsters or some type of thing in Chicago. Yeah. All right. How many fucking copies would that sell today in HD? I don't... I, I think enough. a lot. Yeah. I think a lot. <laughs> it would be enough. And uh, the rumors that they're still working on the HD follow-up to Shaq Fu has been in development for like five years now. So I guess we'll see if that actually happens. Hey, I, I mean, I still play the original. On my, on my you Genesis. still play You still play the Shaq Fu. Yeah. I've got, the, I've got, <laughs> I've got Shaq Fu. Um, I've got one of the NBA jams, I believe, on my Genesis. Of yeah. course, I, I got it like four years ago. So yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't even imagine trying to play something like that today. Uh, so then we have NBA in the zone, 1998, 1999, and 2000. Um, so for you kids out there that you know started playing NBA games, oh, I don't know, with maybe NBA 2K11 or maybe had a, a couple – whiffs early on and Michael Jordan playing on the Wizards. Throughout the 90s, Michael Jordan was not on any NBA video games. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, He had a holdout similar to, you know, Charles Barkley now. 
Just Except really... that Michael Jordan was in the fucking league. <laughs> it was the biggest star in the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, or like Bill Belichick is never in the Madden series. Yeah, which that's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, it's like, like just, just sign free sign money. the paper, sign the contract, get your check. Like really. But the reason I point out NBA in the zone <sighs> was not only was there a player with number twenty three named Player One, or player, whatever it was, he was a white guy <laughs> with a, like a, like a, like a John Stockton style haircut. Alrighty then. And this dude could fucking ball. <laughs> you know, this guy with <laughs> number, awesome. number 23 and, you know, he, he played like Michael Jordan. Uh, he did not look like Michael Jordan, not even close. Uh, so yeah, NBA in the zone. Uh, I remember trying to, that was on my PlayStation. I remember trying to teach my mom how to play that game. It had the most complex controls of any basketball game I've ever played. Uh, so then there's a special one in my heart. You, uh, you would recognize it if you took a look at some of the gameplay. Uh, a game called NBA Fast Break 98. Okay. Fast Break. All right, then. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. So, I remember this game. It had slick graphics for 1999, uh, really smooth controls, and the uh, fake stand-in for Michael Jordan happened to be black. So, let me ask so, you a question. So, it wasn't a taller John Stockton? No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, maybe a slightly slimmer Byron Russell. Oh, okay. Yeah, something more like that. Okay. So, a few clues here. What game sounds like it has slick controls, good graphics compared to every other game? Well, I mean, what year are we talking? Well, today. What stands out from the other basketball games? I mean, so far... 2K18 takes the cake. Okay. So, a little trivia out there for you kids is that Visual Concepts, the developer of NBA 2K, was a developer of NBA Fast Break 98. Nice. So, I always remembered, man, that was a really good basketball game that only had one entry. Turns out, they went on to make the glorious NBA 2K franchise. And dig it. That's awesome. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That, I like that. That's what we get when we do research. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing research on this one. Um, so then let's talk to talk to talk about uh, the former king, the the first king really, in basketball video games other than NBA Jam, NBA Live. Yes, uh, a lot of fond memories with NBA Live. A lot. Um, I, I played it just about any chance I got. As absolutely amazing. Um, it, it, it was so much a part of me that it, it, it took forever for me to switch to 2K. Like, it yeah. took NBA Live going down the drain for me to really switch to 2K full-time. Yeah, I remember playing as early as uh, NBA Live 98. Um, NBA Live 99, I believe Antoine Walker was the cover athlete for a video game. Now just think about that. And uh, uh, one that was really near and dear uh, was NBA Live 2001, which, which had my arch nemesis Tim Duncan on the front. Uh, but there's a special mode that allowed you to play at first against a uh, classic version of Michael Jordan, and then you could play as Michael Jordan. So this was hot shit in right. 2001 yeah. when Michael Jordan's out of the league for now and all you got to play with before was a, you know, a carbon copy of Jordan, you know, sometimes a black guy, <laughs> inexplicably sometimes a white guy fooling in for Michael Jordan. So that was a big deal. And then, uh, you know, there was some good stuff in the 2000s where they brought in, you know, the NBA slam dunk contest and. Uh, so that honestly, like the all-star break mode where you could do the slam dunk contest, uh, it was just so awesome. Like throwing unrealistically, throwing the ball off the jumbotron, 
and dunking it, doing like a seven twenty in between the leg. Like it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And honestly, after all these years, if I had one major gripe against two K and its lack of content, uh, it makes almost zero effort to uh, highlight the NBA All Star Game. And if you're like a hardcore NBA fan. You know, that weekend means something to you. You know, I may not watch every second of the dunk contest or the three-point contest, but, you know, that's a weekend I have marked where I'm going to be looking for certain content. So, you know, as the definitive NBA basketball game, it's really odd that they don't have that. You know, maybe it's a possibility that EA bought the rights, you know, to that uh, content and they can't let it back in yet, but... Uh, so, yeah, and eventually NBA Live, it, it just had this stigma that it was losing steam. It, it wasn't innovating. It, uh, they were stuck in this uh, gameplay mode where some of the time you felt like you were doing arcade. Sometimes it felt like simulation. And one thing that 2K did well, which we'll talk about, is a consistent message is we want to be the most realistic basketball game on the planet. Yeah. So... Eventually, uh, they released NBA Live 2010, which I remember being a pretty good release. It had Dwight Howard on it. Um, and then the next year, they switched to NBA Elite. That's where things really shit the bed. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that. That was, uh, that was a sad day for me. Uh, did you download that demo? Oh, I, I did. And yeah, I, I couldn't play it. It was the most broken video game demo I've ever played. Yes, absolutely. And I've been... I'm 26. I've been playing games probably since I was, you know, I'm going on 20 years, you know, playing games. Yeah. Like there were, um, you know, I really started playing 2K. I played 2K4, 2K5. Didn't really like them compared to live. Like live was my life. Yeah. Um, around 2K8, 2K9 is when I started doing like a half and half. Like yeah. you start to see the shift, and then once, um, once NBA took that NBA Live took that transition, I, I'm, I was done. You lost me. I, I'm sticking with 2K. Well, I remember at that time, uh, the Madden series was starting to have some issues as well, uh, where the games were still good, uh, but because of the lack of competition, which, which they bought out. Um, there wasn't this pressure to innovate in any way. And I think around that time, they were starting to switch over to different consoles. and uh, Or, you know, there had been a couple of years into that new generation that lasted forever, which was, you know, PS3 and Xbox 360. And compared to what we have now, those systems were just limited. There's no other way to put it. Um, so apparently, NBA Live is on its way back. Uh, reviews this year are pretty solid. Around 6.5, I think I saw a 7. You know, not a go out and buy it right now, but this is like in a couple of years, this could be a worthy competitor. Uh, and I, as a fan of the old school live franchise, I would love for them to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, I had heard some very troubling things about this one. Um, like I had heard that they paid way too much attention to the court and not enough attention to the players. Um, yeah, which is, you know, it's that's that's a big deal. You know, with with the players moving around as much as they do on a basketball court, you want it to look as fluid and as good as possible. Um, so that concerns me. Well, I guess what confuses me is that if there is a developer in the business that has a bottomless bank account, which you know none of them really do. You know, it always seems like they do. But it would be electronic arts. Uh, and Madden is probably in its best place that it's been in a long time as far as the quality of the game. And do you think that they're just scared to put that type of money in the live knowing that it's going to be hard to compete? And uh, I, I could see that, honestly. Um, as, as a video game fan... You know, when, when you've got two video games that are basically the exact same and you've heard nothing but success from this franchise yeah, and you've heard 
nothing but criticism from this one you know the 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 game that comes from the criticized franchise might be the better game but it's got that stigma mm-hmm. of its predecessors so in a, I, I could see that i could see them being worried that because they're stigmatized as being the second fiddle to 2k that yeah. they're never going to be that successful well, and it's like how much money do we have to spend just to be competitive and what's frightening for that series is that we're, you know, probably two solid years away from it being a real contender, at least. And after that, it's going to be a whole new console generation. Yeah, I mean, we need some healthy competition when it comes to sports games. Yeah. You know, we, we I think that um, if NBA Live gets on track and they catch up to 2K and what 2K is doing, that it's going to catapult those games as a whole that genre is going to be outstanding yeah but you give me your brass tax prediction is that a possibility um if ea takes it serious i think it could be um they they've got a lot of um stigmatism like i said and they really have to show out they have to come out with an nba live that shuts the haters down like look well i think the difficult part too is that um nba 2k has a whole culture built around it you know through twitter and anything else uh when i picked the game up it was probably the biggest video game release i'd ever been to and this is for an annual release this isn't grand theft auto this isn't red dead this isn't halo this is a game that 364 days you know you're gonna have a brand new one so there's a there's an nba culture and there's a 2k culture so nba live would have to do a lot of hard work they have to do that but you know they should mirror what's interesting is that you know their uh, ea sports uh, has their other series fifa which for years and years and years has been the gold standard a of sports video games and B of uh, soccer video games or football, yeah. as they call it. FIFA, FIFA is so good, man. Like uh, FIFA made me interested in soccer. If I'm being honest. Well, what's interesting is that in the last couple of years, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer has been getting better reviews than FIFA. Really? Yeah, I haven't even checked it out. Yeah, because you're not a, and I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't be either. We're not hardcore soccer guys and not right. soccer video game guys. You know, if there's a soccer game that's good, well, we might check it out. I'm the same way about hockey games. I wish I liked hockey because hockey games are cool. Hockey games back in the day were legit, man. Yeah. Like, I I played hockey games just so I could get into fights with people. Yeah. Like, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it's like we have a mutual friend. He cares about hockey more than anything. And he plays uh, NHL games every year. Um, so, anyway, you know, we're... Just because we like healthy competition, you know, a return for NBA Live would be pretty cool. Um, and I would like to see that they're putting money into it and they're going to make it a respectable series again. Um, so just a couple more interesting franchises, you know, from, you know, pro basketball video games before we get into 2K18, uh, was that there was a really interesting uh, series that was exclusive to the Xbox because, uh, called NBA Inside Drive. Did you play that game? Um, I didn't have an Xbox. You never had an original so, Xbox? Yeah, I never had an original Xbox. Okay. Well, that's another one where they kind of straddled the line between we're going to play a little arcadey, but it's going to feel grounded, too. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have to talk about our uh, street ball games. We had NBA Street. One of the best games ever. Uh, <laughs> the game was so much fun. To me, probably the second best or third best NBA video game frame franchises there's ever been yeah absolutely uh, to me it goes 2k uh I'll, I'll throw live in there and then it's a tie between nba jam and nba street nba street another game where you know michael jordan finally makes an appearance you know you have these really interesting elements uh where you're uh you know unlocking you know teams and players and it's just fun uh, then the, you know there were some copies on that of course like NBA Ballers. Did you ever play that? Yeah, I played. I, I liked it. It was uh, pretty for good. What it was for, you know, yeah. I liked the 
the concept of like you get money and you get to buy these really nice things like it, it interests me well a little trivia is that the three uh, uh, cover athletes for NBA ballers just tells you everything you need to know wasn't uh, Stefan Marbury yeah Stefan Marbury <laughs> uh, Chauncey Billups big balling Chauncey Billups and then your former boy I'm thinking Dwight Howard oh yeah I, I like Dwight Howard do you uh, still like Dwight Howard uh here, here's what I have to say about Dwight Howard. Now he's in, he's in Charlotte. He's, he's with the great Michael Jordan. I hope it doesn't turn into another Kwame Brown. Oh my um, God! He, Michael can turn him into Kwame with one fucking sentence. Yeah, I know. Um, I really liked Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. I was a huge Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. He fan. never should have left Orlando. Um, if he would have stayed in Orlando, I think he'd be fine. Um, the The big problem with Dwight Howard is he's going to be thirty two, and he can't shoot a jump shot. Like, y- yeah, like uh, you're you're starting to slow down, man. In the NBA right now, he's a dinosaur. Exactly. Well, he's. I mean, he's not as athletic as he used to be. Yeah. He, yeah, he's still like top five rebounder, but. When you're not when you're yeah. not putting up twenty and fourteen anymore, you're putting up twelve and ten. Well, and you can't you're not you can't space the floor. I mean, and, I know uh, we're supposed to be talking about video games, but I feel very passionately about Dwight Howard's career path. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too because he fucked my team over you yeah. know, a few years ago. Um, Him and Steve Nash, may he rest uh, in basketball. Oh yeah, History. I I was thinking about it today. I remember when Steve Nash had the option to pick up like the last, you know, ten million dollars on his contract, and like no, we all knew he wasn't going to play, <laughs> and then he picks it up, <laughs> and he just rides the bench for the last year. But you know, I can't be mad at him. You know, got got to make your money. I always mm-hmm. thought Dwight should have wound up on the Mavericks. I I really do. I think that an owner like Mark Cuban could have gotten the most out of Dwight Howard. Absolutely. And uh, one of as a Dallas fan, one of the things that really bothers me is that, you know, we're, it's a big city. It's a major city in the U.S. Uh, we, they've got a player-centered owner. You know, Mark Cuban is all about the players. Uh, you know, he gets fined way too many times because he's sticking up for one of his guys, which uh, is why I'm a Mavericks fan. You know, Mark Cuban made me a Mavericks fan. Um, I always thought it was because you were a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it just you know, made sense. No, to, no. To I mean, say, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. Like, well, uh, well yeah, base, baseball is different. My sports yeah. are all over the place. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I've been shifting my allegiances out west. You know, it's like I, I still like the Cubs, but because that's where I started. But well, anyway, we we have a, a lot of sports content coming up in the next few weeks. Oh, by the way, I've been uh, doing some mock NBA power rankings you know, the start the season and you're not going to like where the Mavericks were set. Uh, you know, I saw, I saw one, I think you had posted on Facebook that we were like 21st. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, of course the league's really top heavy. It's like, you know, you have the Warriors and then you have, uh, that list had the Cavaliers at five. No team with LeBron James is going to be the fifth best team in the NBA. Yeah, the the only thing that worries me is um, Isaiah Thomas's injury. You yeah, know, you got Derrick Rose. Uh, yeah. You got Derrick Rose. You got Kevin Love. Like you'll be fine. Um, and they they could still pick up Darren Williams, I believe, if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I think I definitely think that the Celtics are better. Um, a better overall team or on better paper, better on, team starting the season. On paper, they're a better team overall. Uh, I, I don't know. It's them. like a, if I were them, I would be afraid that I had a team that went to the Western Conference Finals and only five of those guys are coming back. Because you know, it's a lot more than just you know how these guys you know play theoretically. It's about how they mix together. Right. That's and, why I said on paper. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cleveland's going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, you think LeBron's leaving? Um. I don't know. It's like I, I try not to think much about it because I don't really want him on my fucking team. <laughs> but that's where everybody thinks he's going to go. Well, here's um, the thing: you want him on your team if he takes a team-friendly contract. Uh, yeah, if he takes a contract where two other max guys can sign. But that's not going to happen. I could see it. Uh, I'll, I'll save a little bit of this conversation for our two K eighteen breakdown because it. You know, that's what I'm mocking up right now is the next season. 
you know, you know, I don't give a fuck what happens this year. <laughs> I want to know what happens next year. Um, yeah, that's another beauty of sports video games. You can build your own team in your image. That's the cool part. Um, so it's just an awkward thing to be like, I don't really want him to be a Laker, but if I know, I know that if he is a Laker, he'll make the team extremely relevant. And it's kind of like, uh, if somebody hands you a million dollars, but they had to kill somebody to get it, I'll probably still spend the million dollars, <laughs> but I won't feel as good about it. Uh, ethics it, professors are killing us right now. Like <laughs> They're so upset at what you just said. Well, an ethics professor doesn't teach you what's ethical and what's not. They just pose the question. That's what I'm telling myself. Uh, I, you know, I'll give a fuck. I need that money. You're just like, I need another Lakers championship before I'm dead. Um, so uh, I guess we can go ahead and hop into uh, just the history of NBA 2K real quick. Uh, like I said, the visual concepts, they, their first game I saw on their list was NBA Fast Break 98. Uh, smooth controls, pretty good graphics, uh, a nice 3D look uh, for the late 90s. And then, of course, uh, the, the series started out as a uh, exclusive to the Sega Dreamcast uh, first couple of years. And one of the things people forget is that there technically was not an NBA 2K4. They made a game for the 2004 season, but it was called ESPN NBA Basketball. And it had a little logo on it at the bottom that said 2K4. Yeah, I I remember that. Uh, Because I I was looking at... um, just some 2K stuff previously uh, because, yeah. you know, Allen Iverson on the cover of so many. He was on like the a, first five, I'd right. say. Yeah. So, and then um, Bid Wallace, of all people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I noticed that. I, I noticed Wallace that it was, was ESPN. Yeah. It was ESPN. 2K4, but it was ESPN. Yeah. Uh, they, they brought in a lot of presentation elements. Um Man, it's like I can't even remember that announcing. Bill Walton was on a video game as an announcer. And there was another guy, Tom something. Uh, but I remember loving that uh, those older announced teams on ESPN. And I would do anything <laughs> to get the NBA back on NBC and have the original NBC sports music. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was, it was awesome. I would like for that to be... Uh, the intro music to this podcast, but your favorite player, Richard Jefferson, has a podcast. Did you know that? I, I did not. He has a podcast with Channing Fry. Oh, God. Called Road Trippin'. That sounds awful. It's actually pretty good. I, I, I'm sorry. That sounds god-awful. Well, Channing doesn't talk much. Hard pass. They got some good guests, dude. They, they had Tim Duncan doing a 45-minute conversation. And Tim Duncan is the funniest motherfucker you've ever heard. Really? It makes zero sense. Okay. Like, like we would invite him into the crew. That's how that's okay. how cool Tim Duncan is. Well, I'd invite him to the crew because he's imposing. You know, he's like, he's super freaking tall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who wants to fight Tim Duncan? I mean, he does seem really cool and down to earth. I mean, he's got all this money and he's, yeah. you know, wearing well, like freaking stuff that you'd see at Dillard's. He said that... Um, it, like in his last couple of years, he was still wearing a pair of jeans he had his rookie season. <laughs> I mean, isn't uh, isn't Kawhi Leonard like that too? Like I think Kawhi Leonard's still driving the car he had in college. I don't know. He's definitely you know in that mold, and you know it's Popovich guys, man. They're old school. And the thing that's boring about the Spurs is that. If they have a great player, you can never visualize that player on your team. Yeah, I I have a lot of respect for the Spurs. I have a lot of um, I have a lot of hatred and a lot of respect. Uh, you know, being a, a Mavericks fan, I definitely don't like them, uh, yeah. but I have a lot of respect for them because I love the game, and they are they're the like I would rather watch Philly from two years ago, like the worst team of all time, or like the. Um, the Charlotte Hornets that set the record for worst um, worst uh, record. Is that the Bobcats team? Yeah, the Bobcats. Maybe yeah. yeah. Um, still the Bobcats. When they were still the Bobcats, I'd rather watch that than the Spurs. 
because the Spurs are they're just so slow and like the, the but they haven't the been pace, like that in like three years the for me it's just I can't stand watching you them you can't shirk that image I can't well they, Kawhi just, has made it fun to watch the Spurs but the problem with the Spurs is that you know you can never visualize what their best player is going to look like on your team because they're never going to leave yeah so anyway you know check out Road Trippin' with with Richard Jefferson give, give it a shot Jay Rich, he's, bitch. He's shaking his head. If he if he doesn't start the podcast after the music, like, hey, it's Jay Rich, bitch, then I'm not, I'm well, not listening. I mean, he's... He comes off as, like, one of the... He would be, like, boring to hang out with, but he does a good job on his podcast. He has some good stories about, you know, playing for Popovich for a couple of years because he played with him for a couple of years, and... He said he was just always in trouble, always getting yelled at for not doing the right thing. I uh, remember he played with your boy Jay Kitt you yeah. know, for a long yeah. time. on the Nets. All right, so uh, let's deep dive in the NBA 2K18. Um, so let's talk first about my player. Uh, my player is a mode where you get to build your own player, uh, try to take them from obscurity to one of the best teams. I'm sorry, one of the best players ever. And that's a mode that you've dabbled in a lot uh, since you played. I, I've always been more interested in building my team, uh, but just kind of give me your impressions of the mode so far. Um, best my player mode ever. Uh, let me just okay. say that. Um, so I, I've always been a fan of the cutscenes. That's why I was so big into my career and my player. And, um, you know, I, I loved seeing my name in the bright lights you know, getting ready to go into the Hall of Fame. Like, that, that's always been something cool. Um, my big knock on 2K17 was, like, I mean, obviously you didn't have to go to the practice, but you felt like you had to, you know? like I, I, You I, got chastised via text message. Well, well, me playing 2K17, I was so nervous about missing practice because I was trying to become a starter. It's like, yeah. I, I don't want to mess up, so I have to go to practice. Um, practice doesn't, it like, practice exists in 2K18, but you have to go to the practice facility. Other than that, it doesn't show up on your schedule. It's yeah. not something that is mandatory. Like, you don't feel like you have to do it. Um, and, uh, for me, it's, it's awesome. For me, the practice part is also fleshed out in a way where you're not just, like, running scrimmage. And, you know... If you're one of those people that's still with us and you don't quite get what this is, you know, if you're a, a sports junkie of any kind, you're literally, you know, think about The Sims. If The Sims was a basketball game, this is what this mode is like. Yeah. That's the simplest way I can put it. Um, so I like that you can work on specific parts of your player's game, three-pointers, inside game, defense, you know, et cetera. Um, you said you didn't this year, but last year, did you start out with any extra uh, virtual currency? Um, so yes, but I didn't, uh, I didn't buy any through a microtransaction. Uh, I had played through several seasons of, uh, my GM mode doing an expansion franchise. Okay. And so I just accrued virtual currency through that. And then I finally gave my player a chance. Okay. And I, I made a power forward, which is outside of the norm for me in 2K17, and like started See, them stretch off. Stretch four? Yeah. Okay. Of course, stretch four. Yeah. I mean, what else is there now? Um, and yeah, I made him as Dirk like as possible. <laughs> okay. And he started out like rookie year as an 80 overall because <laughs> I had that much virtual currency. Well, let me start with the things that I like about it. Um, I like the practice aspect. Uh, I haven't done very many games, uh, but I like the way the games feel. Um, I like that you can go around and do things in this you know, little GTA type city because you, you remember they have the same publisher. You know, yeah. Take Two, uh, you know, mixed NBA 2K and uh, GTA. Uh, the only thing I don't like, and I'm guilty of it, is that it's become a very micro transaction heavy experience. Oh, yes, for sure. 100%. And, and for a long time, I was always heavily against games that offer either A, a competitive advantage, or offer an experience that's more complete if you pay extra. 
Yeah, the the big problem I have with with this game is, you know, if you want to go get a haircut, you have to pay currency. Yeah, uh, if you, um, which makes it, I mean, realistic. Obviously, I have to go if I go to the barber shop, I got to pay twenty bucks. But yeah, um, yeah, it's still a video game. Yeah, it's still a um, video game, exactly. And to me, it'd be one thing if they had that aspect in it, but still had a pretty nice creative suite for when you start the game. But they've really stripped that down. You know, there's way fewer options when it comes to customizing your player. And I think it's because they're trying to push that face scanning feature where you put yourself in the game. Uh, So I have a big problem with that, even though I participated this year. And I, you know, I had some extra trades, so I got you know the uh, one of the deluxe editions with the massive virtual currency. And within five minutes, my guy is at eighty-five instead of a sixty, and it feels cheap, but it makes the game a lot more fun. But you know, if you're a twelve or thirteen-year-old kid, and you know that's the only mode you want to play, well, a you probably have way more fucking time than I do. To put in, you know, it's like a, it's like a full time job to create a player. Oh, absolutely! And to make them a viable, actual NBA player in the mode. So I'm not big on that, and um, I guess the next area I have some problems with the entire game is the my GM mode. Uh, is that a mode you really dabbled in much? Um, I played it very heavily in 2K17. Okay, I heavily. I was okay. addicted. Okay. I would I would get to the point where um, I was like 30 years in. Okay. And I'd start a new one because all the players were retired at that point. Okay. Like Julius Randle, retired. Okay. That's, you know, probably, yeah, 20, probably 20 years in. Um, so my problem with that mode is that they try to put a new story mode element into it. And it's not an optional part of the game to have that story. And it involves owners, possible relocation. And all this other stuff, which, you know, that's a real part of being a GM. You had to deal with that. Um, but my problem was that you get to a point where they want you to trade for a specific player. And they force the issue with a story, which you know, I understand is part of a story. But they actually do the trade without you for the story purposes and you give up one of your players. Yeah, I um, have a massive problem with that. I, I really, I had some issues with my GM last year. It was very glitchy, very, very laggy, um, especially as you got later on in the years. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because that is the exact same reason why I'm so upset with my GM mode this year. Okay. Uh, like I, I did not spoilers. I did not want to trade for Maurice Spates. Yours was Maurice. Spates. Mine was Maurice Spates. Mine was Derek Rose. Like why? Well, I don't understand. And then I got oh, I was so pissed when they did the trade. Uh, I basically had to. They forced me to trade my whole team away uh, because the owner was like, I, I expect you to get a top three pick this year because the draft's so loaded. So, yeah, I didn't have that problem. So I um, traded away my favorite player on the Mavericks, Dirk. And, to get a top three pick? Uh, Dirk and like two first rounders in the future Okay. for the Nets pick from, Cle- um, from Cleveland. Yeah, because they acquired yeah. it from... So I got the number one pick. Yay. Yeah. But I had well, to dismantle my whole freaking team to do it. Well, let me help you out because... I've always done the my GM mode because it seemed like the mode I was supposed to be playing if I wanted to build a team, do free agency, trades, all that kind of stuff. You could do the exact same mode as part of my league. Did you know that? Yeah, my league just doesn't have the story, right? Yeah, no it's, story. It's everything that you need in, in what was 2K Association. Yeah. Except it's called my league. It's perfect. Uh, there's there's some quirks where they don't have everything from the newest CBA in it. You know, they can probably patch that. Uh, but there's fewer stoppages. They don't make you do the meetings like they do in my GM mode. <sighs> the meetings, man. Yeah. Like, I, I tried to sim to a game that was four days away from the previous game. Probably had game. to stop four times. Yes. Like, yeah. between 
Uh, well, we're not pushing the people, the players hard enough in practice. Oh, here's your new scouting report. Oh, like, yeah. I don't care. So it takes, if you're trying to send a season so you get to free agency or get to the playoffs, it takes about an hour. Um, so if I were you, if you're going to continue to play a mode like that, I would switch to my league. You know, because whatever progress you have, you can make up in a quarter of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy with that mode. You know, I'm happy with my player. I would say let's get rid of some of the microtransactions uh, just because it starts to feel a little shitty, you know, to have to pay, you know, to upgrade a player. But, you know, it's is it any different than any other game, I guess, right now? Where you upgrade, where you you purchase the rights to use gear and skins and all that other kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you know, it, it's a sports game. Yeah. It's it's new for sports games. Yeah, and you know that to me, that's an area where NBA Live can uh, come and say, "Hey, we have a comparable product. Uh, we're working on it every year. Come grow with us into a new experience. No microtransactions." Because their game doesn't have any. If they if they give me a a my player mode that is comparable to two K, with no microtransactions, no need to feel like I have to grind through uh, some yeah. of the less important yeah. items, then well, yeah, I'm, yeah like, I'm on board. Yeah, like so, like within ten to fifteen hours of solid play, you could be a viable NBA player. Right. Right. You know, as it should be. You had to put you know, a hundred hours into a game to make your guy a 70 or 80. Yeah. The thing that that's really cool about the, my player mode is you get to start as a nobody. Um, like I, I, I really like the beginning, you know, where you're a street baller. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, something that, different, you know, yeah, is uh, it realistic? Absolutely not. But it's something different. You know, to me in a perfect world, I could pay a hundred dollars you know, for a 2K basketball, not college, not NBA, both, to where I can do a college game and I can do an NBA game. It would never happen, but you could really, really start early with a player, uh, do his full college career, and then take her to the NBA. Yeah, I, That's I, the direction they tried to go a couple times, and it looked like it might work, and now it... I just don't think they got enough colleges to support them, you know? Um, well, that's what I mean. Like a fully-fledged like NCAA experience. Yeah. I, I miss the NCAA games. Yeah, really it, there's just a void in, in sports games when they're not there. You know, because it was just a different experience. I understand why we can't have them. Because it's bullshit uh, to make a game filled with hundreds of guys uh, that look like the real-life thing and then not pay them anything. Oh, just like it's bullshit to televise their games and make them go to press conferences and not pay them a dime. Yeah, and probably write off their scholarships as tax credits. Right. So, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but just a little bit about what I'm enjoying about the my league mode as a Laker fan is that I've gotten rid of Will Dang and you're going to like this. I traded Jordan Clarkson is $34 million contract, maybe 36 for Vince Carter in his one-year $10 million contract. Nice. So I've opened up, I don't know, another $25 million in cash space. I will say, I, I'm I'm a nerd, and this is Nerds Landing. Uh, so in my GM mode, my owner went, when he was trying to sell the team, like I need you to pick up Vince Carter. Do whatever you can to trade Vince Carter. It's gonna make our you know our team more valuable. I, I like put on my Vince Carter jersey. Not did the trade. <laughs> like I'm sitting <laughs> that's here. That's like, a that's a new level. I'm like super hyped because I have Vince Carter. Like I mean he's yeah. terrible now. He's nothing like he was. I mean he's. But it's at Vince least on the game Carter. he's still better than he's still better than Jordan Clarkson. I mean he is, in my opinion. He is like my top five favorite player of all time. Like, he's all a, time. he's not up there for me. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy him. I mean, he's a lot of fun uh, to watch. Um, so anyway, just to recap, uh, uh, oh, real quick, we haven't talked about gameplay. How do you feel about gameplay? 
Uh, it's real smooth, and um, an issue that I'm having with my player, and I don't know if it's because my guy sucks or if it's the gameplay, uh, but I feel like I have to do a lot more pick and rolls. Spacing is extremely important. Um, can't you know, just, I feel like I can't... Can't I feel, just free will out there. Right. I feel like it, it's a lot harder to get open in 2K18. You have to like really force the spacing issue, uh, which is realistic. You know, it's they're they're trying to make it as realistic as possible, and I'm I mean I enjoy the gameplay. It's just harder. Well, plus you said you're playing playing as a power forward. Well, I, I, I switched. I was power forward in seventeen. This ah, year okay. I, I went back to my normal six two, hundred ninety pound point guard. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I am seeing is that. Uh, uh, as these games are more realistic, they get more difficult. Um, to where if you if you do, not saying that you do or I do, but if you do stupid things that don't make any sense, you're not going to win. Yeah, it's uh, especially like when your guy isn't that great um, handling the ball. Oh man, it's yeah, it's, you're, it's yeah, you're you can't done. you might be an excellent like finisher. You yeah. driving to the basket, you might kill it. Like a, but if you don't have the ball skills. To get past your guy, you're you're worthless. Like um, I even got the shit out of me like playing as Kyrie Irving. Like that was one of the first games I played, but yeah. you know, still. Um, one thing I do like, I, I think the physics feel pretty good. Um, of course, new animations, the players look great, arenas look great. Uh, it finally means something to have a mismatch. Yes, absolutely. Um, like I, I had a couple plays where I was playing as Carl Anthony Towns. There was a bad switch on the defense. A point guard got put on me. I essentially ran him over for a dunk. That's how it should be. That's how it should have been 10 years ago. Absolutely. I shouldn't, there, there should be no resistance when you're right. Carl Anthony Towns going up against Isaiah Chris Thomas. Or Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I like is that um, shooting is a lot harder. It yeah. is, man. I like uh, it, though. Yeah, because it feels like you, you're doing something. If you're winning, even, I mean, even the tip off is harder. Yeah, everything like, <laughs> about the game is more difficult. But when you play for God, I've played every single iteration of the game. I think there's maybe one of them I didn't own, but I played every single version. So after all these years, a the game, it's changed, but it's still got the essential feel, which is I don't know how that's true. Maybe it's just something that I'm looking for. Something that just kind of built in after all this time, but it finally feels like it's supposed to feel. And because a couple of years ago, maybe it was two K sixteen or I don't think it was last year, but two K sixteen, you could hit shit sixty percent of your three pointers. Yeah, yeah, that one um, that had KD on the cover, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like you were KD. Honestly, like um, I had that that same issue. Yeah, uh, I had a association with the Mavericks, and every game—I mean, every game, sixty to seventy percent—it yeah, was just crazy. Uh, but now it's like, yeah, I mean, you could probably hit some crazy shots with Steph Curry, but uh, you know, but anybody else, you're not going to hit a contested three, uh, you know, that you just pop from nowhere. Uh, but one thing I do like, and I don't know if I'm going to keep it up forever, but you do have. Uh, the visual feedback that tells you you know how good your release was uh, and if you're taking a contested or uncontested shot. Um, I like that, especially for guys that are a little bit newer, like Brandon Egram, Monzo Ball, uh, you know, probably Dennis Smith Jr. on, on your end, where you, know, you kind of get a feel for their release. I mean, I know how Kevin Durant shoots. I know mm-hmm. how Steph Curry shoots. But, you know, those new guys, that's a good way to learn, you know, what their style is. Yeah, and um, a, a, another good uh, – we have access to all these modes. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to, you could give your – you know, if you've got a a team, say you're – I don't know, say you're the T-Wolves, you're a huge T-Wolves fan, you got Jimmy Butler, but you've never played Jimmy Butler before. The great thing yeah. about all these different modes is you can, in my player, make your guys release Jimmy Butler's. So – you're constantly getting used to that release. So when you yeah. go to my league, my GM, whatever, to start your association, 
you're getting familiar and that feedback uh, that you were talking about is really helpful with that. I've, yeah. I mean, even with, you know, with guys that I've know their release of, you know, like Dirk or somebody like that, it still helps me um, just because, you know, with those crazy finesse shots, it's nice to see like, oh, okay, well maybe if I hold the hold um, and wait to release it a little bit longer, I'll have more success. It helps you tweak your game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as uh, hardcore sports fans and fans of the league, and honestly, you know, for even for just like a any video game fan, you're looking for a certain auth- authenticity in your physics if you're trying to recreate the real world in some way, whether it's a racing game, whether it's a, uh, a war game about actual events, you know, authenticity and realism, you know, really go a long way. Yeah, um, I've, I've only encountered really, other than what we talked about story mode with, my GM, which is stupid. Um, the only real issue I've encountered so far, I was, I don't even remember what team I was playing against. I was playing against a team where their half court set every time was telegraphed. I, I mean, I, I ended up getting like 14 steals that game this because was on, this was on my player. This was on my player because okay. they kept passing to the same person, the exact same way every time. There's no reason for a 63 overall to have 14 steals in a game just from playing passing lanes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, we're uh, getting very close to time to wrap up here, so I'm going to ask you just two more questions, and we'll you know we'll be out of here on this one. But um, one thing I've been reading is that as 2K gets better at what they do, it becomes harder to just pick it up and play do you feel like that's true yeah absolutely um i feel like you have to have some sort of background on the franchise to uh i mean obviously if you're if you're new to the franchise you'll learn you'll pick it up um but you'll definitely have a harder time doing it than somebody like us that you've been playing this forever poured in thousands upon thousands of hours into this franchise yeah and do you like that aspect of it that as far as the sports games, you know, it feels like it's, like I said, there's a culture around 2K. Yeah. Um, do you, do you like being part of kind of like an exclusive club? That's, it's a it's a big club, but if you're not in it, you're definitely you're not in it. Yeah. And, um, the, what I really like about 2K, what kind of separates it from the pack, you know, I love Madden. I'm a big Madden guy. Um, but it's not a great game. I don't but believe. Madden, I can play that, with my eyes closed like it's it's a mind numbing experience for me i don't need to use my brain to play madden um 2k is a challenge every year they incorporate something that makes it a challenge yeah um and i i love it you know yeah like for example when you play madden you might be able to go 16 and 0 oh Uh, i've gone like I've, probably hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds of times. Um, even if you're a great NBA 2K player, you're not gonna go 82 and 0. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because the system will correct itself and hand you an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've loved about it the last few years is that you know it's it's like if you love the NBA, you have to love it to be good at this game. Right. And now you could pick it up and you go learn it. But it's not an NBA jam or, you know, that's one thing NBA Live was going for, that it's a pick-up-and-play experience. Yeah, and back to what you were saying about the being a whole community, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely grown into something, you know, bigger than video games, you know? Yeah. It's 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 an awesome experience. It really is. Yeah, it, it there, to me, there's nothing in video games quite like it. Uh, you know, yeah, Madden's big, FIFA's big, but the way this game is got that hardcore feel to it, kind of like I don't know very many casual NBA fans. Yeah, I mean, they had a. I, I think NBA 2K mirrors the actual NBA fan base. I mean, uh, I don't know if you watched uh, 2K TV, like the first episode, but New York City had an entire 2K takeover weekend, whereas nothing but. 2k stuff in the middle of one of the 
if not the biggest city in the U.S., the second biggest city in the U.S. Um, you know, I'm sure L.A. and New York are pretty close. I don't know. I yeah, don't, I'm not I, a geography I, major. I think it's uh, New York one and you know uh, L.A. two. You're probably New York number one as far as population. But I get either what you're way. saying. Either way, it's uh, it's, a, it's, it's know, the biggest city um, in the U.S. and it had a takeover <clears throat> for a video game. And it, and like you see that stuff with maybe like Halo Three or like a new Call of Duty, but this is a, a sports video game. Yeah, like it, it felt like every year. It felt like E Three, but just yeah. for NBA Two K. Yeah, and would you agree with me that that the that type of fan base, to me, it really represents the NBA itself. I don't know very many casual NBA fans. Right. Yeah. You're, you're either, either in or you're out. Or you're yeah. Out. Not like the NFL. Where you're like, oh, I watched the Bengals this weekend because they're fucking on. No, you have to look for the NBA. Yeah. So um, you have to, especially with you know us being fans of teams that aren't within our region. We yeah. we really have to. Yeah, we, we you, have to try. You have, you have a lot of late nights being a Lakers fan. Oh yeah, it's um, you know, thank God for YouTube and you know highlight packages and stuff because. You know, I, I've got a real job. You know, I can't stay up at one o'clock in the morning on right. a Wednesday night. I just can't do it. Uh, but back in the day, Friday nights—that's when the Lakers were on ten thirty. I mean, I, and, I remember you know, great way to start the weekend. I, I I remember getting staying up to like two, three o'clock in the morning, and turning on ESPN, and they've got the shortened version of the Lakers game that just ended two hours ago. Yeah. Like, all right, we got the Laker game for you. It just ended at midnight. It's two o'clock in the morning. Enjoy. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it, it's a, it, it's an interesting way to be a fan, and because you know we talk about football, but man, the latest football game was on at eight o'clock at night. Right. Yeah, it's uh, over by ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Yeah. Well, uh, just one more quick question, and I'll, I'll give one too. But if you, uh, well. First of all, how do you like to score games or, or movies? Are you like a out of ten kind of guy? Out of five, you like five stars. You like points out of ten. What, what's your what's your jam if you're reading a review? If I'm reading a review, I'm I'm gonna look at. Um, I, honestly, I like if it's movies. I like percentages, like you know, a Rotten Tomato. Like this many people like it, right? Okay, um, but if it's video games, I I I, I like the classic out of ten. Okay, like I, it I need, adds a little more nuance. Yeah. Um, well, some of the scores I've seen, uh, there is a nine from Game Informer and an eight point four from IGN, which to me seems a little low. But yeah, I think they're particularly pissed <laughs> about the uh, microtransactions and some of the other stuff. And uh, GameSpot doesn't have a review yet, but you know, there to me those are kind of the big three. Uh, so out of ten, what would you give it right now? Uh, I'd say, I'd say a nine is fair. Okay. Uh, they obviously have some things that they could work on. Uh, the microtransactions, the the fact that story mode in my GM is non-negotiable. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine as well, uh, because I don't think it's fair or or healthy in the sports game environment. Uh, to penalize uh, them for trying something new, you know, like for example, you know, some people don't like everything that's in their new my uh, my career mode, but that's a big swing. Yeah, they to take. Yeah, that's a big change in so, direction for them. You know, I'm going to reward them for saying, "Hey, you can you can pretty much have the same experience you've always had, but here's all these other things you can do." Yeah, microtransactions suck, but show me a game right now that doesn't have microtransactions in it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and yeah, yeah, it's heavy on it, but you can still grind it out, make your guy good without it. Yeah, you know, I really, I, I really like my career this year. I'm yeah. really pumped about it. And the the best part is that, like I said, I'm gonna keep the palette pretty clean. Destiny, Madden, NBA, maybe WWE, until at least in into Thanksgiving, because it's like it, it's too much. Uh, you know, that's three almost perfect games. So, uh, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, uh, so uh, just long story short, we approve NBA 2K18. Uh, you know, it's going to be out on the Switch if it's not already. I think it is out. Um, I don't know. I'm, I haven't really... I, okay. It's bad. I have a Switch. I'm not really paying attention to well, the Well, you know, it's not a traditional out. game you'd get on that. But uh, Switch, Xbox, uh, you get it on 360 and Xbox One. Which I don't know who's out there playing a 360, but you know, good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, the PS3 probably even worse at this point. <laughs> Try and deal with that. Uh, and the PS4. Uh, so yeah, we approved. Uh, we both gave it a nine out of a ten. That's the Nerds Landing official score. That's the first time we officially scored yes. a video. And game. it's a unanimous. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, check it out. And uh, yeah, we didn't talk about those new classic teams, but I doubt you've been playing those anyway. Oh, I definitely haven't. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, cool concept, but it's a little weird to have Jerry West and Will, uh, Jerry West and Shaquille O'Neal on the same court. Doesn't quite work. Yeah. So anyway, this is uh, or has been rather episode nine of the Nerds Landing podcast. Uh, like it, share it, tell your mom and pa, get them involved, uh, and we'll see you or you'll hear us rather next week. Yep, absolutely. You guys take care. <laughs>